Should a crypto platform be sanctioned if it's used by a Russian oligarch to hide money? Should a crypto platform be sanctioned if it's used to support Russia in the war with Ukraine? Senator Elizabeth Warren is proposing a new law that would sanction crypto platforms in these scenarios. It's called the Digital Asset Sanctions Compliance Enhancement Act of 2022. And if you could vote directly on this policy, would you vote for it or against it? If you're new to my content, One Direct Democracy is a movement for upgrading the global democratic system by taking power away from politicians and putting it in the hands of the people with direct democracy. It'll also eliminate left and right wing politics. I've created the technology and a specific plan for how to make it work. If you want more information, check out the links in the description. For each episode, I'll pick an important issue, outline the problem, talk about the solutions, and then you can decide how you would vote. In this case, we'll be talking about whether crypto platforms should be sanctioned if they support Russia in the war with Ukraine. Okay, if you're just looking for another talking head that isn't interested in actually doing anything, you're in the wrong place. If you want to be part of the solution, let's get into it. But we also know that crypto provides a new payment option for criminals and cheats. And it's how those who attack our systems with ransomware collect their money with the least risk that they will be caught. In fact, according to one of our witnesses who's here with us today, about three quarters of the money collected in ransomware attacks last year went to Russia-linked actors. So Russians certainly know how to run illegal scams through crypto. And we know that other countries have used crypto to evade sanctions. Okay, so let's get clear about what this bill is proposing. According to this article from Coindesk, Senator Elizabeth Warren announced Thursday a bill to block cryptocurrency companies from conducting business with sanctioned companies. This is a bill that would authorize the president to sanction foreign cryptocurrency firms that are doing business with sanctioned Russian entities and authorize the Secretary of Treasury to act. So how will these people be identified? According to a draft of the bill, the presidential administration would be tasked with identifying any foreign person who operates a crypto exchange or otherwise facilitates digital asset transactions, who has also supported sanctions evasion by Russian individuals named to the office of foreign asset control. Any foreign person that facilitates a digital asset transaction. That seems a little broad. The founder of Ethereum is Vitalik Buterin. He happens to be a Russian-born Canadian. Does he meet the definition of any foreign person that facilitates a digital asset transaction? If a Russian oligarch trades Ethereum, then it seems that he is facilitating the transaction, along with everybody else that works at Ethereum. If these rules are going to exist, they have to be narrow enough to only target people that are obviously doing the wrong thing. They should not be broad and allow the government to target anyone for doing anything whenever they feel like it. Moreover, the US president could sanction these exchange operators unless there's a national security interest in not doing so. The US Treasury Secretary could also require that crypto exchanges operating in the United States not conduct transactions for, or otherwise work with, crypto addresses belonging to people in Russia if this is deemed to be in the national interest. This part doesn't bother me. It seems like a logical extension of the existing sanctions against Russia. The bill seems to extend beyond just Russian sanctions. Another provision would authorize the Financial Crimes Enforcement Network, FinCEN, to identify users transacting with more than $10,000 in crypto. So this is the part where regulation of crypto is starting to look exactly the same as regulation of fiat money in a bank account. Not later than 120 days after the date of enactment of this act, the Financial Crimes Enforcement Network shall require United States persons engaged in a transaction with a value greater than $10,000 in digital assets through one or more accounts outside of the United States 
to file a report. I'm pretty sure that nobody's interested in filing reports after transferring $10,000. There's a lot of people that trade that much multiple times per day. The Treasury Secretary would also be tasked with identifying exchanges that could be at high risk for transactions evasion or other crimes and reporting these entities to Congress. Any exchange included in the report may petition the Office of Foreign Assets Control for removal, which shall be granted upon demonstrating that the exchange is taking steps sufficient to comply with applicable United States law. So this is literally a case of being deemed to be guilty until proven innocent. Warren announced the bill during a hearing of the Senate Banking Committee on how crypto might be used for illicit finance. Prior to the announcement, Warren asked chain analysis Jonathan Levin about how easy it might be for Russian oligarchs to evade sanctions by using cryptocurrency. So how easy or difficult is it for Russian oligarchs to transfer and hide money in crypto? Just last week, FinCEN, the federal agency responsible for identifying financial crimes, issued a warning that in light of the sanctions against Russia, quote, sanctioned persons, illicit actors, and their related networks or facilitators may attempt to use crypto and anonymizing tools to evade U.S. sanctions and protect their assets around the globe, end quote. Levin, responding to a hypothetical put forward by Warren, said it would be difficult for an oligarch to hide even relatively small sums of money because of the different blockchain tracking tools that exist. Mixing services, chain hopping, and splitting large sums of crypto into smaller sums in different wallets would not help an oligarch hide their activities. Okay, so this is my personal opinion on this issue. I think it's obvious that we don't want crypto platforms supporting Russia in the war, but what price are we willing to pay to do it? The average person that's interested in crypto won't care about any of this because they just want some fake guru to tell them which crypto to buy before it takes off. But the people that actually care about crypto and what it stands for have a different view. These people are interested in crypto because they want decentralization, privacy, and freedom. They're sick of feeling like the government is tracking every minute detail of their lives. So this is what I think will happen. The government will eventually track every crypto transaction that everybody makes. And the transparent nature of the blockchain will make it even easier for the government to invade even more of your privacy. So this will create demand for platforms that will allow people to accumulate wealth in jurisdictions that are beyond the reach of their government. And I'm not referring to other countries. I'm referring to the parts of the internet that are not controlled by any particular government. I've created a listing on the One Direct Democracy platform that we can use to develop ideas about how the Digital Asset Sanctions Compliant Enhancement Act of 2022 can be improved. You can add your own ideas or vote and comment on ideas from other people. You can also create your own listings for people to vote on. It's a simple way to get used to using the One Direct Democracy system. The link's in the description. Okay, so that's a summary of the key issues. If you could vote directly on this new proposed policy, would you vote for it or against it? Let me know in the comments. The reality is that we've reached a point in time in our evolution where representative democracy no longer serves the will of the people. That's why I created One Direct Democracy. It's a movement for upgrading the global democratic system by taking power away from politicians and putting it in the hands of the people by using direct democracy. I've created the technology, a framework for direct democracy, and a specific plan for how to make it happen. And we don't have to convince any politicians or powerful people to do anything to make it happen. We have the power to do it on our own, we just have to decide to do it. If you have no idea what I'm talking about, or you want more information about me or One Direct Democracy, check out the other videos on my channel and the links in the description. Direct democracy is the purest form of democracy. Representative democracy is an outdated, blunt instrument.